Welcome to the Pioneer Accountants podcast, where pioneering accountants answer big questions about accounting, and I occasionally introduce them to people you should know. I'm Kirsten Gibbs, and I help accountants to build an autonomous practice they can step up with or away from whenever they want, without killing themselves or their business in the process. Today, I'm really pleased to be talking to Jack Sales of TN Accountancy. Jack is the director of TN Accountancy based in Tunbridge Wells. He offers tax and accountancy services to individuals and small businesses. His specialist area is personal tax. He's a chartered tax advisor and an associate of the Association of Taxation Technicians. And try saying that <laughs> in a hurry. He's been in the tax and accountancy industry for nearly nine years now and has been running TN Accountancy for 20 months. Before setting up on his own, Jack worked for large accountancy firms, both in Tunbridge Wells and in London. He set up TN Accountancy because he didn't want to be bogged down in the red tape that hinders large firms so much and wanted to do things in a much more efficient manner. Welcome, Jack. It's nice to have you on this podcast and nice to see that all your networking and stuff has been paying off because I know you're really busy. Yes. Uh, yeah. Thank you for having me, Kirsten. Yeah. And it's certainly, it's been a bit of a, a roller coaster 20 months. I mean, obviously we, we know each other from, from networking and we met last year, didn't we? Yeah. And, and I've obviously spoken quite a bit since. Yeah. An interesting journey setting up your own business, but yeah, it's been, it's been really good so far and you know, lots of it, lots of exciting times ahead as well. Brilliant. Okay, so I'm going to dive in and ask the first of the big questions, and it is quite a big question. What is accounting for? Well, blimey, Kirsty, you, you don't mess around with, with small <laughs> questions, do you? No. <laughs> so accounting, what's it for? So from my perspective, I guess there's two main areas. One is what a lot of people consider it to be is, you know, accountants do people's accounts and then do their tax returns and tell them how much tax they need to pay at the end of the year. So for one purpose, it's basically determining the amount of tax a yep. individual or a business is due to pay. Mm -hmm. The other purpose, and this one's, you know, certainly the, the thing that is where it becomes useful is, is more actually looking at, you know, well, A, keeping track of, of how your business is doing doing the accounting properly provides you with data that you can then use to see where the business is performing well and where it could be doing better. And you can plan off the back of your historic data. And yeah, it is basically a, it's a, it's a method of you know, analyzing your performance basically. Yes. With a view to improving it, adjusting it, you know, you know, yeah. It's not a static thing. A business isn't a static thing, is it? It's not no. a snapshot. It's, no. uh, it's constantly moving and you want to yeah. make sure you're moving in the right kind of directions or at least an acceptable direction. Perhaps. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, brilliant. So is that what it should be for? Essentially, yes. Um, I think a lot of people see accountancy as a necessity because yeah, or, or a, a lot of people see it as a burden but you know it is a necessity 
you know, if you if you want to do well, you need to know how well you're doing at the end of the day. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think yeah, that is essentially what, what it should be for. Okay, so then maybe I'm asking, maybe that's the wrong question. Maybe what I should be asking is, if that is what it's all about, could we be doing those two things better than we do at the moment? So could we be measuring business performance better than we do? And could we be measuring how much tax we should be paying better than we do? Uh, well, the short answer is yes to both. So with, with looking at business performance, yeah. that very much depends on what, as a business owner, your attitude is. So I, I have clients, if you like, across the spectrum, some who keep themselves very much up to date and, and do well, essentially do what I do, which is, you know, have a good bookkeep, good, have good technology available to them, do things regularly, review things regularly. And, you know, at any, I mean, I, you know, from, from my own perspective, I know on any given day exactly what my financial position is, you know, yeah how I'm doing, who I owe, who owes me. And, and, you know, off the back of, off the back of that, I can then plan for the future as well. And I'm, you know, I'm able to determine exactly what I can spend or can't spend or whatever. Um, other end of the spectrum, some people, they have no interest um, mm. as long as they've got money in the bank, so to speak, that's all they really seem to um, care about and they it's difficult to get them to engage with anything but they're you know that those same people will get to the end of the year they'll ask me to do their accounts and then they will be um, always surprised at how much their tax bill is because they realize that they actually earned more money perhaps than they, they thought, thought they, they did um, <laughs> because they've just gone and spent it because they've had the money in the bank so that that's you know that that side of it, it very much depends on your attitude the technology's there now yep. yeah um, even, definitely even in, I mean, I've been I've been in in this industry for nine years, and even in that time, I've seen a, a massive change. You know, it doesn't need to be time consuming. It doesn't need to be boring. You know, the technology is there that actually, you know, with with bank feeds and and good bookkeeping software and automation and and AI, you know, things can be done relatively quickly. Mm. And then you have access to loads of information that will help you run your business. So that side of things, it very much just depends on your own personal preference, I guess. Yeah. From, from the other side, so from HMRC's point of view, could they improve the way they do things? Yes, <laughs> massively. <laughs> I, I, I deal with them on a day-by-day day day basis. And yeah, I mean, it's quite, quite painful sometimes, as, as mm. you know, probably anyone who's listening will probably agree. They, They're trying. They, they they are trying. They introduced making tax digital for VAT last year, which has pushed the industry on. Certainly, the tech side of it, um, mm. because things have to be reported to them for VAT purposes in a certain way. But there's an awful lot of things with HMRC that still need to be done with a paper form. Right. Um, oh. They, you know, often things that. Needs, needs to be censored have to have they still have the old policy of it needs to have an original ink signature on it oh wow um so you know you can't take a copy or anything like that you can't send it to a portal or email or anything like that which is really frustrating so there, there are certain aspects of the tax system that are a bit archaic still they are trying i mean it's obviously a huge undertaking you know they, they deal with millions of taxpayers a year and having to change the way they do things so drastically particularly with 
Brexit and coronavirus in the background is, you know, not easy. Yeah. They're trying, but yeah, there's a long way to go, definitely. It does sound as though it could possibly do with a, a bit of an overhaul. Yeah, and even even looking at look, looking at it from a, a different perspective, you know, I think if we even putting technology to one side, you know, looking at the way people are taxed and tax legislation, mm. it's just it is way too complicated. There, there's very much a, a system of having a lot of tax legislation is quite old. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the world has changed a lot since a lot of this legislation was first written. Been done is has been sort of patchwork on it. You know, bit new new pieces of new, new sections of legislation have been in, is been sort of slotted in, and and you know, they're just trying to fill the gaps really. And it's resulted in, I mean, at the moment, well, I read something last year actually. It's quite interesting that there are ten million words in UK tax legislation, wow. which makes it nine and a half times more wordy than all of the Harry Potter books put together. <laughs> Um, and I wonder who has the time to read all those 10 million words. Well, well I mean, as a tax advisor who does it for a job, um, not even not me. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, that must make things very difficult. Yeah, absolutely. It's just it's just the case of, you know, if, if the tax system was a bit more up to date and a bit more well thought out and a bit more streamlined, you know, you'd have some fundamental rules and, you know, the rules are a bit more well thought out and there aren't so many exceptions at the moment because there's such such a lot of tax legislation there's just so many exceptions to each rule yeah i um, think i think we have i think actually that's a general problem with the way we do legislation here yeah at yeah, least which yeah, is that definitely. everything has to be completely itemized and if it's not in the list it doesn't count. You can't have this kind of general, it's very hard to have a rule that says everything, you know, everything works like this. You have to kind of specify every particular case. Yeah. Because otherwise somebody says, and every time somebody says, oh, well, my case is not on that list, so it doesn't apply to me. Yeah. Um, that, that's when you get all these sticking plasters and things being yes. put on because you've got to add yeah. that case. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There must be, yeah, there must be a better way of doing it. Somebody must yeah. do it best. <laughs> I don't know what it is because I'm yeah. not a lawyer. But yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, other countries. I mean, from what I understand, for this same article, said that Hong Kong had 150,000 words in their tax legislation, and they, Ooh. you know, they seem to be doing okay. So, yeah. I don't it's, know. It's possible. Know. It's possible. It's, uh, yeah. It's one for the policymakers, <laughs> little of <old> me. <laughs> okay. Okay, then. So next question. Do we think, do you think accounting can help to solve some of the really big problems that, you know, we have as a global society today, you know, things like inequality, poverty, climate crisis. Could it even help us to come out of coronavirus in good shape? Do you think? I, well, the short answer is yes. Um, so right. it comes down to data and information. Yeah. Account, accounting provides us with, provided it's done right, accounting can provide us with an awful lot of data yeah. and a lot of information. So, you know, looking at, I guess, so you mentioned inequality. At the moment, it seems to, in, in my opinion, we're, we're in a society where actually the technology, particularly now the technology is there 
for let's use HMRC for the tax authorities as an example mm. of, a, of, a, of someone who would be looking at data. So, you know, the technology is there for them to know an awful lot about a company, mm. but things are still being done, so to speak, in the old, old fashioned way. So, you know, company accounts, the information yeah. that gets uh, given to HMRC, there's an awful, not an awful lot. And I mean, it's, it's more so for the smaller companies, you know, realistically. Well, your just, company, my company. Yeah, they don't know much. You can't tell anything. No, they really? can't tell anything at all. No, no. So from, a, from an inequality perspective, you know, if you're looking at, say, whether the contribution, let, let's say you have a company which has a few employees mm. and those employees get paid a particular wage and then the owner of the company makes a certain amount of profit and takes dividends of a certain amount. Mm. Is it fair? That's obviously a much bigger question than just, you know, the sort of thing I look at, but yeah. um, it's, it's, it's impossible to have that discussion if you don't have the data to begin with. No, that's um, true. So yeah. That's where accountancy comes in. And, you know, it's down to the policymakers to say, well, if we want to tackle, say, inequality, then we need to know more information to allow us to make more informed decisions on on how to do things. And it's up to them to actually police it as well. Yes. Um, so this is another, and this is sort of almost segues onto coronavirus. Mm. Uh, for example, the furlough scheme. There's been talk in the press, and I think from the Chancellor, where they worry that people have, or companies, some companies have become a, a bit addicted to the furlough scheme. And mm. so, you know, basically as long as your company has it just is very broad brush if you're a company if you employ people and you then say to those people you cannot work for at least three weeks like we tell you you cannot work for three weeks and your company has been affected by coronavirus and there's no measure of how how, how affected, affected how affected. or even whether it might have been positively well that, that's another point entirely as well absolutely and um, then you're eligible to um, apply for the for the furlough scheme so I, you know, conversations I've been having, you know, I do know that there are companies out there who have basically temporarily laid off 20% of their workforce mm. because the coronavirus has conveniently come for them at a quieter time of the year. Ah. Um, so, you know, that 20% of the workforce, that's then 20% of the wage bill that's then essentially subsidised by the government and the company in three, six months time can just go back to normal and the, then the owner has benefited yeah. from that so yeah it's it's difficult whereas if if things were done in a slightly different way and there was more data available to the government they might have made the furlough scheme a little bit more selective and if they had the resources to police it properly then you know there might be a little bit less kind of mixed taking taking, advantage. We say. yeah yeah absolutely yeah. yes Yes, and it does seem that at the bottom level, it does seem that there's an awful lot of people that have kind of fallen through the net for no other reason, in a way, than that, as you say, the data isn't there for them. Some yeah. people aren't, the kind of contracts they're on, yeah. mean they're just not measurable. So yes. they've yeah. missed out altogether. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, certainly with, with IR35 legislation, you know, if someone's, so obviously there's the self-employment um, income support scheme, which has been available to people who are registered as self-employed. Mm. But a lot of people 
who are effectively self-employed yeah. have, because of IR35, been forced to operate through a, a limited company as a contractor yeah. um, when they do work for a big company because that's the big company has, has stipulated that's what they need to do if they want to have the contract. Mm. And then as a result of that, they've effectively fallen through the cracks yeah. um, because they're not eligible for self-employment. And if they're doing anything to try and get work, they can't burlow themselves. Um, right. So they, they are eligible for nothing, basically, which yeah. is obviously you know, unfair because they've you know, been in that position where if they were self-employed properly, they could probably still do some work and, and at least look for work and, and try and generate business for themselves and then also still get a grant from the government. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a difficult one. And it's just where you know, they, they have fallen through the cracks. The data isn't there for them as a result. And it's actually, you know, as a result, indirect result of IR35 legislation, which is the, the tax on intermediaries legislation where, you know, basically HMRC don't like these uh, limited company intermediaries. Yeah. Um, and again, that all falls down. It all goes back to the point where tax legislation is too complicated. You know, the reason why originally a lot of people operated through a limited company rather than being an employee yeah. Um, was because it's more tax efficient. Yeah. Um, for both sides. Um, for both sides, absolutely. And instead of combating it by saying, okay, well, let's let's look at how companies are taxed and make it more in, in line with an employee, they've introduced legislation to basically put some, uh, effectively an extra tax charge on that intermediary company. And then years down the line, that's had the knock-on effects that we're seeing uh, now. That's really interesting. It's a really good example of how you need to think through the potential impact of what you're measuring yeah so that you don't get an unintended consequence basically yeah and nobody can foresee pandemics well you can we know they happen we just don't know when or what yeah and what form and how and what impact but we do know that we we did know it was coming so that's really interesting though about how yeah it's a really good illustration brilliant thank you so the so the the next question which is our last question i think we've sort of worked nicely towards which is basically can accounting help to make the world a better place yeah i agree i think i think we have actually worked towards that quite quite conveniently short answer is yes you know it Obviously, people, they hear accountancy and they just think, oh, boring numbers. Um, But it's, and then there's, you know, some people then go one one step up from that is it's a necessary evil. Mm. Um, But then if actually, if you think about it in a slightly different way, which I think we kind of have demonstrated, if you actually look at it as a, it's a necessity and it's a tool that helps, helps us look at how we're performing. Yep. And it's a tool that helps society tax authorities etc see what people are doing and how they're doing it and you know if if they wanted to you know tax authorities could get an awful lot more data from companies and individuals and if they did that they then got that data to use how they see fit yeah and then that that goes back to your previous question about you know can it help to, um, to solve inequality can it help 
get us out of coronavirus quicker. Well, if it's if the data is available and the relevant parties are sort of willing to use it, then yeah, absolutely. And yeah, off the back of that, yes, it can make the world a better place. Yeah, I think, uh, yes, I agree. I, I think actually we've kind of, over the last, I don't know, few decades, quite a few decades, we've kind of reduced it to this, almost that first thing you mentioned earlier on of, it's about working out how much tax I will have to pay and trying to reduce that as much as possible. And then only in a kind of secondary way, it's about how I want to perform as a business. Yeah. But really, where accounting came from historically, surely, was a kind of a really important role in the whole of society to help, yes. to help keep some of the biggest players in the world you know the biggest companies who could have a big impact on the world it was actually about helping to keep them accountable yeah and yeah keeping them in check yeah and we kind of have lost that a little bit i think in the way we look at accounting and accountants we kind of yeah you, know, like you say we kind of go oh boring but actually it's not boring it's really really important and yeah the more important you make it the more interesting it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's a very nice conclusion to have come to. Thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. I really <laughs> like that. Yeah, um, that has ended up quite well. Brilliant. So thanks so much, Jack. I really enjoyed that conversation. I'm looking forward to getting it up on the podcast. Um, no problem at all, Kirsten. And thanks for having me. Much appreciated. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Pioneer Accountants podcast, where pioneering accountants answer big questions about accounting with me, Kirsten Gibbs. If you're a pioneering accountant and you'd like to be part of this podcast, just head over to my website, www.gibbsandpartners.com and send me a message. I look forward to hearing from you.